Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, it's 12.34 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer joining you. Our headliner today is Edmonton Oilers, uh, one of Edmonton Oilers' two play-by-play voices, Cam Moon. You're going to see uh, Cam or hear Cam's voice on Thursdays here in the off-season. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you at uh, 1235. We bring aboard. Uh, let's see. You're on that one over there. There we go. I gotta you got remember. me? Yeah, I got to remember how to do this. Well, I think you got it. Uh, yeah, well, eight, yeah? Years, eight no? years of post-secondary education without a degree. It's, it's all coming together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll get to the more global stuff a little bit later on about the playoffs and Florida and, and, and Vegas. Sure. Uh, but just because I want to pick up on what I sort of went to uh, break with, which was, Cam, uh, and it's a little bit deceiving. The Oilers finished 17th in team defense this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were 20th or 18th the year before, so they've been 17th and 18th. They need to now. The Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final. They finished 17th overall. I mean, the Oilers obviously had the number one offense. So, and I said, can Edmonton come? We know they're going to come back with the same two goalies. It's highly unlikely. It's I mean, true. Skinner's going to be here. He's the goalie of the future. Uh, Campbell has every opportunity, and I'm going to get some thoughts on that from you in a second. Mm-hmm. He's going to have every opportunity to compete back for the job. We know that. And I said, can you come back with the same D? And somebody pointed out, Bob, your team defense stats aren't fair because you got to factor in when Vincent D'Arnais started playing in the lineup and coming up. So, good point by that texter. Nicely done. And so I went and looked it up. Uh, from January the 10th on, when D'Arnais got inserted into the lineup, the Edmonton winners were 13th in the league at goals against at 2.85, um, and Nashville was at 2.84. The Kings were at 2.79. New Jersey was at 2.79, and the Leafs were at 2.76. So they were mere percentage points away from being a top eight team uh, with that configuration of defense. Oh, by the way, the Oilers averaged 4.45 goals per game. So now we could 
even, yeah, we could even do this one step further, okay? <laughs> Look at you go. Well, no, because all it's... So that's one... So when DeHarnay came in... Yeah. But wait a sec. If we're going to talk about the same top six... Well, yeah, exactly. Then, then we got to factor in what happened when Matthias Eckholz okay, came so in. Okay, so... I love his, this. On the fly. So his first appearance was on March the 1st for the Edmonton Oilers. And right. the Oilers were ninth in the league in goals against at that point. At 2.67. So with the current configuration of defense. They were ninth in the rate they were ninth in the regular season once they brought in Echo. So so now does that change things? Do you cause you sit there and go, well, we gotta improve the team team defense and finish seventeenth. But it was thirteenth once they added Dayernay, and it was ninth once they added Eckholm and Dayernay and, and had Eckholm playing with uh, Bouchard. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So here's a question I have for you. You watched all, right. all the games in the series. Yes. Can the team be expected to keep the goals against down with the two goalies they have? I think we both think Campbell's going to bounce back, and the same decor. If they and that's and we're operating under the context that it's going to be Nurse and CC, uh, Eckholm and Bouchard, and then Kulak and Deherney. What do you think? Yes, yes, I think you can. And those numbers, when you do that over a regular season, so that that means you're playing teams above you, but you're also playing teams below you. So your numbers, like they were once Matthias Eckholm got here. Uh, for the rest of the season, I mean, they should be, or over the course of a season, they should be, they should be pretty good. And you, you should get a bounce back from Jack Campbell. And I would think the the if if that happens, and I think it will, the playing time between the goaltenders would be a little more equitable. Yes, I, I would think. Uh, look at the Vegas Golden Knights; they didn't make the playoffs last year. Did they revamp their D? No. They never really did, did they? Their goaltending's different. The D's, the D's the same. same. It's the same. Well, and they're, Martin, they're four now, goalies now they in. Have, they they didn't have Alec Martinez because he remember he, he got a yeah. skate across the face. He missed like half. That's of the right. Season. So he missed half. Of, so like, there were some people who thought Martinez was going to be done. Yeah. So they 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 played Martinez with Petrangelo. They kept McNair playing with Theodore, and then they they kept playing Hag and a White Cloud. Yeah. And you'd have Hutton in once in a while with injuries sure, or whatever. She, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, I, it so is, I, that I is a valid point. They did miss the playoffs, <laughs> and we're talking about an Oilers team. And they're four goalies in now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, now what did they do? They went and hired Sean Burke, the goalie whisperer. Well, we can't we can't argue anything he's done because all he's done is it doesn't matter who plays the position. They seem to be winning games. He salvaged <laughs> Mike Smith's career in Arizona. Then he salvaged Devin Dubnik's career in Arizona, and he got Devin Dubnik to the point where Chuck Fletcher traded for him, and Devin Dubnik made the playoffs like five out of six years in Minnesota and was a legitimate... He, Devin Dubnik became the goaltender that the Oilers hoped they had when they drafted him back in 2004, but the problem was it was four organizations. People yeah. forget that. Yeah, that's right. He the, didn't just get... He didn't have that bounce back right after he left Edmonton. He went Edmonton to Nashville. They basically dumped him to Montreal, who right. healthy scratched him in the AHL playoffs. Then he ends up in Arizona and starts stopping the puck, playing for Sean Burke. And then Arizona ends up flipping him and getting a decent pick from the Minnesota Wild, who Dubnik subsequently gets into the playoffs. And I had to actually, I think I told you the story, Chuck called me on it and said, hey, tell me about Devin. I'm like, he's... 
the nicest guy he'd ever meet. Yes. He's a good goalie, and he just needs people to believe in him, and that's what happened. So uh, this texter is Texas on the Ashley okay. Flying Flores text line. They're coming in fast and furious, so I apologize to people. Uh... Oh. Okay. okay. Love how Speck put Bob in his place yesterday for interrupting and not listening. Oiler management does the same. The fans see it, but they're too stubborn to make right change. Skinner was exhausted and lost confidence. I blame the coach, says the texter. Another texter says, would you have started Jack Campbell? So here's the deal. When you lose, everything gets second-guessed. Yes. You played the position. If you were coaching, if you were the goaltender coach, who would have you started in game six? I probably would have went with Skinner. You probably would have. Yeah, won. I probably would have. Yeah. Um, just he, he'd bounce, his bounce back was pretty was very good in the playoffs. But uh, you can make a case, and I totally understand the case made for for Jack Campbell. But just the the body of work at the end of the season. And his ability to bounce back, I, I would have went with Stuart Skinner. All right, so you can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores. I want the, 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 the honest truth from people here. I, okay. want, I want them to tell me the truth. How many people out there would have started Skinner and were surprised by the result in Game 6? You know what? I mean, because he had bounced back every, every after every tough start in the playoff. Yeah. Right. He had a tough start, obviously, in Game Three against LA. Bounced back, had a good start in Game Four. He had a tough start in Game One against Vegas. Bounced back, had a good start in Game Two. Had a tough start in Game Three against Vegas. Bounced back in Game Four. Had a tough start in Game Five against Vegas. Actually, it was really good in Game Four. Yes. And it just didn't come to fruition. Now we know him. He'd be the first guy to take ownership. Oh, of, of for the, sure. Of the playoff run that he had. Yes. How many people out there, honestly? When the decision was being made, I mean, it's easy hindsight. Being oh, of course. Right? To sit there and say, well, damn it, they should have started. I have a theory as to why Campbell looked pretty good. He was sharp physically. Yeah. And he had no pressure because he wasn't starting any of the games. Is it different for. Is it yes. different? Is it. You play the position. You don't spend it, all day thinking about it. Yeah. You go into the rink, you know there's a possibility you'll go in, but the likelihood is you won't. And then when you get thrown in, you just get thrown in. So you're ready because you're physically ready. You've been practicing. You're you're up to speed, game speed that way. But it's your mindset is is different. And and you can say, yeah, I, I prepare the same. You can say that, but it but it's not the same. You know, you're not starting. You know, the likelihood of you getting in is not very good. Either the goaltender has to get run over or the team has to be losing or you're not getting in and then you get thrown into it and it's sink or swim. And some some guys do really well in that situation and Jack Campbell absolutely did. Just getting thrown into it. You think of the one where they were down by three and he came in and he made some huge saves early on to keep it within striking distance until the Oilers uh, got things going offensively. And then in the third period, he had to play well, too. But he he was clearly ready to go. And We got guys yeah. that want to come in. They want to jump uh-huh. in on the, the right. River Creek Resort Casino Highline. All right, 780-496-0063. Is starting Campbell revisionist history? Or were there some of you out there that were Nostradamus and were able to, <laughs> you could see what was happening? Because I got to tell you, I didn't know. 
right? I didn't know, but I do know this. I know Skinner would tell you he's got to make more saves. I know that CC and Nurse would tell you they got they had to play better. Every single guy on that team has got to be looking at it, saying, "Damn it, we could have won this thing." It was like it may turn out. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Vegas's toughest series was Edmonton. For two years in a row, the Oilers might ultimately lose to the Stanley Cup champion. And the difference between last year and this year is it wasn't close last year. Colorado was better. It was close this year. All right. When we come back at 1245 at Edmonton, we will open up the phone line, 780-496-0063. So I talked about the fact you can't be 17th and 18th back-to-back years in team defense. And I had two guys, not one, but two separate guys going, you're doing this the wrong way, Stoffer. What were their numbers after DRNA came up? Because in the final 40 games of the year, Edmonton had the best record, the NHL. So one guy said, you got to take the number there. And another individual said, no, 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 you got to take it when you had both Ekholm and DeHarnay in the lineup. And the numbers do look a little bit better. You tell us what you would do with the defense. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. All right, it's uh, 12.48 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon, Derek Scott, Brendan S. Scott with you. Uh, boy, uh, we're having a little bit of fun here. Uh, talking about the team defense, because I ran clips today from both the general manager and the head coach saying the Oilers, and the, and the team, you know, at the end of the day, they gave up too many goals against in the, play, in, in the playoffs. They did. They had a rookie goaltender have some challenges. He'd not started more than six straight games all year. He started 12 straight games in the playoffs. I love the guy. I'm so happy for the organization that he has, you know, he's up for the rookie of the year this year. I got a lot of belief in him. That said, I think it's got to be close to a 50-50 split. I ask a lot of you, uh, what would you have done? Would you have actually started Jack Campbell? And this texter says on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob, in all honesty, I would have started Campbell in game six. Two hooks on Skinner was too much, and to put him back in, save percentage was just too low, and he was fighting both the puck and his positioning. I know how it works. I played between the pipes, says the texter, for 35 years. Obviously not in NHL, but still at a very competitive level. Well, we take your word for that. We will go. Uh, Derek, can you... Uh, Get these guys going here. We'll start. Is that Joan? Is that on line one? Hey, Joan, how you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm I'm old. I'm 71, and I've watched hockey since I was 10 on the farm. Okay. I had a, I had a brother in junior, a nephew in, in uh, semi-pro, and so I watch hockey all the time. And I just have some points. They may be simple, but I my thing was what whoever beat Boston should win the Stanley Cup. 
Well, Florida beat Boston. Exactly. So let's go see if if they can. Because uh, they were why, the- why if whoever beats Boston should win the Stanley Cup just because they beat a team that was that good this year? No, because Boston was number one in the league. Okay. Okay. Yep. The Oilers. The Oilers. Yes, Joan. Uh, they can only score in a power play. Um, so you have to depend on the other team to get penalties. And they, they have their organized plays when they come out of their zone. They have their organized plays. You watch um, Vegas. They are such a defensive, they're a brick wall. When they come out, they have the puck, you never know what they're going to do. They don't have this organize, organized to me, the, they don't spend a lot of time on certain plays. They are defensive. They that's Well, there's the no question Vegas plays with a staunch defense. The Oilers were pretty decent 5-on-5 five five scoring in the regular season. Vegas dramatically outscored Edmonton 5-on-5 five five in the playoff series. Uh, there's no question about that. Edmonton's power play was still pretty good. It's, oh, yeah. it's quite fluid. It's not a static power play like Washington's was with Ovechkin setting up for the big shot. I would say, Joan, that I, I would concur that Vegas uh, has proven to be a staunch defensive team. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be surprised if Vegas doesn't beat Florida. I think they will beat Florida. The I've been down to a game in Vegas. The first year they were in the league, I flew down. And the... The thing that Vegas really has going for them, and that's their arena, and they're outside the arena. I mean, it's a hard arena to go in and play. Okay. Now, I have a theory on this, Joan. Yeah. When you drive into, you see, are you still on? Do you still live out of town now? Or are you in the city now? No, I'm in Wetaskiwin. Okay. So when you drive in for an Oilers game on a Wednesday night. And it, you're coming to a game for a 7 o'clock puck drop, and you're driving the, the 55 minutes that it takes from Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less, and they got the greatest Ford dealership of all time, Cam Moon. I love Brent Ridge Ford. There we go. Oh, okay. Okay. No, okay. So when you're driving in, and it's minus 23 in January, and you're looking for a parking spot... Do you think it's a little bit different of a situation than when you've committed to going down to Vegas? And you're maybe you're getting away from the kids a bit, like I, you know, if you're if you're in your 30s or 40s, and you're cutting a little bit loose, and you're having a few pops before the game. Oh, and it's 82 degrees outside Fahrenheit. Do you think you know, maybe it's a little bit easier to have a little bit more engaged fan base in Vegas when I provide those two scenarios for games played on January the 23rd? Well, I don't go to any games. I mean, in Edmonton, because I sit in my living room and I watch it. Okay, okay. I get replays and I get... I think Vegas has got a captive audience because I think people go to Vegas to have a good time and let her rip. And so I think that's part of what sells for Vegas. You've seen it. I mean, you go there. Oh, I've lived it. it. Trust me. We're living it. With their band and their cheerleaders, I know, and it's all—it's all—it's right. all part of it, and it's part of the pomp and the pageantry. But they have some advantages because yeah. of the weather, and because they're an entertainment destination, and because yeah. when people go there, they're they're going to cut loose. Uh, Joan, yeah. I cut you off. Anything else you wanted to get in? Um, uh, let me think. Oh, Campbell and Skinner. Yeah, I think maybe they should have alternated them. Okay. 
Thanks That's a lot. All. Thanks, John. We got some other callers. Thanks for calling, yeah. okay? Take care. 780-496-0063. Big Bad Joe in line number two. How are you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey Bob, I'm doing great. I'm back in town, back from Newfoundland. Uh, I would have scan- I would have started Skinner, yeah. anyhow. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you can you see. And I like to go back to soccer, Bob. When a player, a high profile or a low profile player, goes to a new team, some they have no troubles. For some players, it takes a year to readjust to the new surroundings. And I think that was what Campbell uh, went through. So. I think next year it's going to be okay. The defense, people say, well, you know, trade CC, the name comes up a lot. But you know, Mike, uh, Bob, what's the alter- alternative when you trade CC? We yeah. all know he was good. You know, he will have a bounce back here too next year. So, and again, Bob, and then I let you go. Next year, our boy's going to bring the cup home. This year, I was wrong. But I've never been wrong two times in a row. Oh, I've ne- <laughs> my wife will tell you I've never won an argument twice in a row. In fact, I'm just waiting to win one. I got Hey, I got one for you, Big Bad Joe. I got a guy that came in right away and has been really good with this new team. Erling Holland, uh, playing for Manchester oh, City. Yeah. He's had a pretty good first year. He's, he's oh, the, man, what a player, though. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. And if you want oh. a guy... A high-profile guy that went to another team and and really struggled, Michael Owen. I mean, Michael Owen was a star with Liverpool. He was a star of the English team, and he went to Real, and he was part of the Galicos, and it did not go well. Great stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, okay. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Roy on line number three. Roy, you're in Oilers now with uh, Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How's it going? Good. What do you think? Hey, uh, sorry, Stacey, did they not have an addition to the family? Drake, Pierce, Skinner? Not long ago? Yes. I wouldn't be dumping them. Give them a year here and. Who, Cece that... or Skinner? No, Cece. That's yes, yes, he had an addition to the family. Yes, he did. He also okay. played with a groin injury all year long. Yeah, so that could be affecting him a little bit. Yeah, I'd give him another year. I wouldn't deal Well, the other thing is, he's, he's 3.2. It's not like. like I. I, I'm not sure what the Oilers are, are going to do. Like, I think you can, again, we look at the defense. They had an easier schedule in the final 20 games of the year, but they were still sure. ninth in the league in goals against. Yeah. Like, right. and, uh, and they were number one in goals four. But, yeah. So, you bet. All right. I got a quick, I got a quick trade for you, too, Bob. Go for it. I would trade Yamamoto, Benson, Ryan Murray, second round draft pick to Seattle for Eberly and Susie. Yeah, uh, Seattle's not doing that deal. Uh, Benson, I w- I'm going to guess right now, Benson's going to be a free agent this summer. He's probably not going to get qualified. Murray is a free agent coming off an injury-played year. He's going to be a free agent again. Uh, I get it. You'd like to bring in uh, Everly and Susie, and you're looking at Everly. And I do think that Seattle could potentially be a team that had some interest in Yamamoto. It'll be intriguing to see what happens this summer. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks. You bet. And final call in this rack, and we're going to go to Stephen on line one. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I see I'm up against the hour. Just a couple of quick comments. Uh, I think the Oilers can be successful with the team they have. Yeah. Um, 
they need to change the system though the i don't think that we have enough uh, collective high iq um, to play the system that's been implemented by the coaching staff, particularly speaking to the man-to-man defense. You see it falling apart in the in the defense when guys lose their coverage. Yeah. Um, need to improve upon that. And just a thought on the cap space, um, to make it more competitive, a lot of the reasons uh, players don't seek out or uh, want to be traded to Canadian teams is because of the tax situation. I think the NHL should take a look and factor that in to the cap of each uh, prospective team. So if you pay a higher tax rate, that team has a higher cap. So so um, teams in Canada and California, they have to they should get a break and teams in uh so the Golden Knights and Florida uh who uh don't have any state tax, it should be different. It's uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I I, I, I agree with you 100%. There's no chance it's going to happen. Okay, but I thanks. Know, it's complex. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't the only reason why. The the team. Math that, is, yes, math I, is hard. Yes, math. Well, yes, yes, it is. That cost Jim. Didn't did that cost Jim Prentice an election? Uh, I think it went. Yes, yes. Back yes. in twenty. God rest his soul. Uh, anyhow, off to a global news weather traffic update here with Evan Cook. More with Cam Moon coming up, and a little bit more with you as well on Weather's Now.